This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. With that out of the way, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we collect Pokemon cards and other nerdy things like damn adults. I am your host, Jess, and thank you so much for being here. That's why I wanted to get you on, because also, you have some of the coolest Japanese cards. I swear to God. I didn't even know that existed. And, and to be quite honest, I don't know that much about Japanese cards. So anything cool, I, I wouldn't know anything. But to get started, I, I want to hear from your perspective, how you describe yourself and what you do online and like how you are as a collector too. So, Sure. That's a big um, question. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, let's see, as far as online, I didn't know. So <clears throat> I started collecting cards when... I was a little kid, like oh, for all the wrong reasons too. Because I was, I was very big into like card games. So I used to play Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh as like a kid, like the actual card game. Um, someone took me to play. It's like, oh, this is cool. And then when Pokemon kind of came out, like around school, nobody played the game. Everyone just kind of just collected the cards. No one actually played the Pokemon card game. So I kind of like wrote it off, like, oh, no, these people aren't real. These these people aren't like. They're not really about that life. They don't. They don't want to play the cards. They don't even know. They don't understand the rules of the game. <laughs> so I kind of like, like, uh, whatever. And then when I was a kid, the rumor around like the playground and stuff like that, mind you, I'm like 10, maybe 10, 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor was, is that if you had a Charizard, the Charizard was worth, I think like $400 or something like that. And as like a 10 year old, I was like, $400, like I can move off the house. I can, <laughs> I can get a car. I can do all these things. I don't know. I don't understand what money was. Uh, <clears throat> so that actually spurred my interest in the actual card game. Because I always liked Pokemon. I used to play the, the Game Boy game all the time. Mm, um, yeah. And I was big on to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is what actually got me into the actual cards. And then from that moment on, I just started collecting cards back and back. Like the first like 50 cards, people just gave them to me. Oh, I don't have any cards to start. So people just gave me cards. And of course, half of the cards were fake back when. Oh, <laughs> it, was really easy. it was really easy to like spot the cards. Like later uh-huh. on, now that I look back at it, like, oh, this, someone definitely just printed it out on their computer. And just mm-hmm. like gave it to Put you. it on some cardboard, yeah. whatever, stock. <laughs> and then that kind of spurred me into it. And then at that time, Japanese cards, since we, no one ever, no one knew where to get them from. No one knew what any of them said at all. So these were the, the Holy Grail cards for us at the time. Oh, everyone has all the English cards. That's fine. But who has the Japanese cards? Who has that? Mm-hmm. And then I found a card shop near my house that sold the Japanese cards. Mm-hmm. And then I became like the person who had all the exclusive exotic cards, even though I had no idea when. So I <laughs> didn't use them in any of the card games, things like that. But that kind of like spurred me. And then I always just kind of kept collecting until like maybe I think till, till I got to like into high school. <clears throat> and that kind of just stopped mm-hmm. like altogether. But I never actually got rid of my cards. I when I, I went to college, say, I took the cards them? with me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have my, awesome. my 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 original binder with. Like 
at the time, I didn't know how to store cards. So I would have like 10 cards in one slot or whatever. Like if it was the same card, like duplicate. If it could fit, them, yeah. Yeah, I'll put them as much, <laughs> much as possible. And then it wasn't until recently that I got re-motivated into it. Maybe, maybe like a year before all the, the hoopla went on with the Logan Paul stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And that introduced me to like card grading. Because I heard about card grading when I was younger uh, from PSA. And the process of getting your cards graded, I thought it was a scam. You just had to send your cards away, like just send them away and then that's it. I don't get like a receipt or anything. What if they just keep my cards? Exactly. I was like, that's so funny. (laughs) I was like, I was like, that's fine. I'll just keep the cards in my mind if I rest fine. And then when I was looking it up again, when when I started getting back into it again, I was like, oh, let me try to have all these cards. I'm going to just try to just grade some. And of course, at the time, PSA was all backed up. So I went to CGC. Cause I, I I actually think CGC's cases look better than PSA's, like the actual physical slab. And the label has gotten better, but PSA like altogether just looks like it's super ugly to me. Like I don't like it just in the case because I don't I don't actually buy the cards to like for to, to resell them or to sell them like ever. Just I just don't want them to get messed up. It's easier to protect them when they're in the case. And I think the best looking case is <laughs> the CGC case. So I just go with that one. So I just sent it. I just sent it almost. I sent all my hollows from the binder and a couple of the comments that I just really liked. To my surprise, actually, a lot of them came back with like higher than these scores than I thought. So this would be smashed into this binder that I didn't really take that much, that really, that good of care of. So. Wow. That's awesome. So like, what kind of grades are we talking? Are we talking near mint? Are we talking near mint? It ranged from about like six all the way up to like nine, actually. Wow. Some of the hollows. Yeah. Hollows? That's good. Vintage. Even with all, even with all like the scratches on them and stuff like that, but, the surface will get you. <laughs> yeah, but I actually ended up getting rid of most of them because a lot of those cards I didn't really care about. Because I only, I only ever liked Mewtwo. Mewtwo is like always my favorite character, which is like I was like I'm gonna just sell all these cards and they just get Mewtwo cards. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I'm pretty sure someone else will like these cards more than I will, and they'll cherish <laughs> them. And it'll be and it's like all you pose. So much Mewtwo, and it's awesome. They're good cards. Yeah, I think I have. I have to go and count again. I have at least probably like 50 different Mewtwo cards. I have a lot Ooh. of duplicates of Mewtwo cards, but like 50 different ones and at least like two of each one, I would say. So what is it? What? How many cards is it for like a Mewtwo master set? So that would, I guess that depends on like what you would consider a master set. Is it just a TGC, a TCG? Is it like the... The card-ass cards, the Nemeji cards, all those like other kind of like non-TCG cards. There is a lot, actually. TCG Mewtwo cards. They're just like under the radar, just no one never knows about. Uh, that They have no like playability at all. They're just random cards that came out in like a promo or something like that. So there are probably at least 200 of them. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of them are really, really just difficult to find. Or yeah. even hard to find like what the name is. Shout out to uh, Bobopedia though. That's actually like, a really good source to just find where these cards are. But even some of the cards aren't even on Bobopedia. So Oh really? It's kind oh, of wow. weird. Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because like you're talking about like obscure, are they always Japanese cards? Not all of them. No. Not all of them. No. Sometimes they're English. Yeah. Okay. So there is like Shining YouTube that I like that card. And I actually have that card in French. I have it in I have and other, I have the the base card Mewtwo. I have that in Italian, 
And there's other than the Shiny Mewtwo that I want to get that's in German, but they're like, they want way too much money for that. Like, that's kind of, mm-hmm. I'm not paying yeah. that much money for that. But I will <laughs> get cool. that one day. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, talking about grading, because, like, I didn't start grading, like, just as you, is like a year, a year and a half, maybe two years before, like, the who is when I kind of got into Pokemon as well. And that was also the first time I graded. And the first card I graded, I don't have it with me to just grab it. But it was a unlimited base set Mewtwo, and it graded a seven. And I bought it. No, was it seven and eight? It might have actually been an eight. And I literally bought it. Bought it in a card shop, like a second hand, and it was like seven bucks. And the dude, I remember. Oh my god, I was gonna kill this. I was gonna kill the guy that was uh, checking, like you know, checking me out at the, at the cash register because he was holding the card, no protection whatsoever. And he was folding it upside down like this. He was going like this, like, like a nervous. Yeah. Like, well, (laughs) no, I know my bad. It wasn't a card shop. It was like just a secondhand shop where you have books and video games and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I had that wrong, but I mean, but he was just sitting there waiting for the thing to go through or whatever. And he was going like this with the card, like fidgeting with it. And I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) I'm gonna kill this guy. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. But yeah, yeah. No, I still got a seven. So that's pretty good. I I can't agree with I can't agree with you more on that because it did have some scratches on it. Like, I mean, it it was an all right card. It, it was near mint. Like, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Especially after that bended back and forth. Like, damn, <laughs> it had me. And so, like, that card is so nostalgic to me. Like, I can't. It, it's just a base set unlimited. You know, it's like a whatever. There's shit ton of them, but it's special. It's, nice. it's special. Yeah. I would say like my most special card is I have I got a rocket Mewtwo. Like when I was like oh. 13 or whatever. And I, I it's so vivid. I, I remember exactly when I got it, what we were doing, like what I did when I got it. I was super excited. It was it was that and another time when I actually got an ancient Mew from like a vending machine. Those two oh. were like my, my like I remember like vividly what was happening. It was at that card shop that I would that I was always going to the head the Japanese cards, mm-hmm. and I bought a random uh, what you call it a random uh, booster pack. I was like, all right, my, my my stepmother bought it for me. I was like, all right, thanks, okay, thanks. I, we simply walked outside. I opened it up. I knew exactly what the hollow was. It just jumped straight to the hollow card and see what it was. Yeah, and it was like it was a Rocky <laughs> Mewtwo. And I did like a little dance on the corner of the street, excited. My stepmother was like, okay, sure. Like I don't understand what this. Shiny like piece just... of cardboard for you, but I'm glad that you're happy about it. And I've mm-hmm. had that ever since. And I still have it. Blur off because it actually blocks the everything. Um, yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's and, so good. And this is one of the ones that I just graded when I started grading mm-hmm. two years ago. And it came back as a six. I did end up getting, I think, a ten of this as well. But I did. I just kept this one too because I was like, I really, nostalgia. I'm not, yeah, I'm just gonna keep that one. I was like, yeah, that's special. That's special. Super specific. Yeah. And then the ancient muse. I feel like they were just, you. You can get those anywhere at, at a point in time when I was younger. They were in all the vending vending machines inside of Pathmark. They were just giving them out at the movie theaters. So I had a bunch. I remember of those. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I have like I have like I have like ten of those. There's a lot of them that I have. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I I love that. Like the ancient Mew is one of those cards that for some reason it still holds a lot of value in the market, like more than it should, because there's so many out there. Like 
I'm not even going to spend more than 20 bucks on it probably because it's like they're they're all most of the time busted. It's hard to find them. But it's hard to grade those things properly. This is completely hollow on both sides. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bet. I mean, like the, the cards that it reminds me of, you know, that are really hard to grade like that are for sure Southern Island. Those mm-hmm. reverse hollows, super hard to grade, print lines everywhere. And then also, of course, all those e-cards, you know, like just hard oh, yeah. to grade reverse hollows, like scratches Facts. everywhere. Yes. Everyone takes, you know, plays with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> But but yeah. I mean, like for you as a collector, are you like a gem mint collector? Does it always have to be a 10 when um, you're buying slab? Not necessarily. I try to get at least near mint, like base level if i'm gonna just buy it but it kind of depends like if, if i know this card is like super rare it's hard to get i kind of just get what i can get you know yeah um, but if it's a card that actually has those grades out there then i'll get it usually i, I try not to actually just buy graded things i, I kind of like the hunt a little bit of like buying like the actual product and then ripping the product open and then hopefully getting it that way i'll definitely do that for like newer stuff if it's if it came out within like the last five years or so i'd rather just get the the, the actual sealed product of whatever it is and then open mm-hmm. it up and try my luck. Um, so there's no, there's no, yeah. yeah, there's nothing that, there's nothing like that recent that I would, like, oh, I need to get this specific card. Like, all the stuff that I really like is like super old. So, mm-hmm. all that stuff I have to, I have to actually buy the card directly. Yeah, but if I have like a, a low grade of, a, of something and then I have the money to get a better version of it, I'll just upgrade to the better version. And depending on what that card is, I might just sell the old one just mm-hmm. to, help recoup costs but stuff like the rocket mewtwo or if it's like a shining mewtwo or something like that i may just keep all of them that i get <laughs> yeah oh yeah. yeah you gotta keep those I, <laughs> you know i was just looking at a one of my buddy's collections today too and you know a set that i never like i never collected like at the time when it was coming out you know those shining cards the shining mewtwo's the shining mm-hmm. the charizard like all that whole set those are those cards and that artwork is so interesting to me. Like at some point I will collect them. They're just so freaking expensive, but man, especially the Mewtwo, the Mewtwo always stuck out to me, you know, when it comes to the shining set, like, I don't know. Like he just, like Mewtwo just looks like a badass. I feel like Mewtwo is the best Pokemon in the, in the whole, in, in the whole like property, it, it, like that's the coolest card to me. I remember watching in the movie there, like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's just, he's just like, kind of like a rebel. He was like always against or whatever the order was. I'm like, I like, I like, yes, Shiny Mewtwo is definitely one of that one. And I want to say the the Gyarados, the Shining Gyarados. Yeah, those mm-hmm. two, like, I think, Good look the, the best of those kind of cards. I wish they would bring that back. I feel mm-hmm. like they, they they they're not bringing back any of the cooler like art trends that they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be cool if they brought back Cosmo, uh, Cosmic Hollows. Like, those are actually really cool. Yes, um, yes. I think the the thing that they're doing cool right now is the, the ultimate alt arts. The alt arts mm-hmm. are really cool looking. But other than that, I feel like it's kind of boring, kind of stale right now. Yeah. what they're releasing. And they won't release me too, so. Why is that? Is it is it because the artist was there some issues? Was that the was that the card that had some issues? Like the artist had a copyright or something like that? I'm oh, I don't know. I have now. no idea about that. That's yeah. interesting. That that would really I, suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I would love to see some Mewtwo. I mean, full art, alt art, like those 
those cards are pretty cool. I, I would agree with you. Like those are definitely good ones, but also too, not very impressed with, with the rest of it. I mean, I'm just in general, not super into the modern. I might buy a box or two and just keep it just to hold on to it. And I ripped some celebrations, which was fun, you know, mm-hmm. but it was just, it, it was what it was, but the, but the full art stuff I think is good. I think the trainer full arts are really interesting. Yeah. Like, like that, that's been cool. And, and I kind of wish that I would have loved to see like a vintage version of like a full art. That would be really cool to me, like a vintage version, but just like full art of something that would be really cool. Like that old style yeah, of artwork. I feel like that would probably exist somewhere. It's just super low key and nobody kind of knows about it. <laughs> like, I would, yeah, there's a, there's a Mewtwo card that I probably will never, ever get. They, I forgot the name of it. It's some super long Japanese name, but they they gave them out to people who qualified for this particular tournament, and that mm-hmm. and the card was their ticket to the tournament, and on oh. the card is Mewtwo. It's called like a a, a a secret super secret battle, something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a super super secret battle, something I forgot. It was in the early two thousands, and the art of it was like a a silhouette of um, Mewtwo, and there's only what I don't know how people how many people got invited to that like hundred. It's not a lot of them like in existence, so it's it's really hard to find. So if I do find it, it'll be great. And now that's a card that would take in any condition. Really? But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's awesome. I'm gonna have to look that up later just to just to kind of see because the for sure the tournament cards, those those trophy cards. I don't know shit about them. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But those are some of probably the more interesting cards. And I mean, so I mean, like for you, you know, how do you go about collecting? I guess, like, like, do you just kind of stick to the Mewtwo's? Or um, do you kind of branch out and just kind of buy the things that you like? A bit of both. Mostly Mewtwo. Like the goal would be to have all the Mewtwo's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do collect other cards. Like I'm like I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the full art, of the alt art cards. So I do have... A lot of those. I try to go for the Japanese ones, of course. I just think yeah, they look better. They hit than the, different. Than the American ones, yeah. I do have some. I do like the Poker King set. I think people know that at this point. Uh, I have the entire set, like, doubled over now. Yeah. Wow. I like I like all of the, the old, like, the specialty sets that they came out with. It's like oh, Poker okay. King. I have uh, the Shiny Collection. I have the full mm-hmm. set of the Shiny Collection. I have I have a sealed box of CP1 that I'm scared to open because I'm not sure if I'm going to have all the cards. Because those sets are so small that you can actually co- almost collect all the cards in one box. But oh, wow. it's, not, it's not really a guarantee. So yeah. I don't really want to open it. So maybe I'll do it a little <laughs> bit more. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, yeah. So stuff like that. I do like the the evolution specifically, like Umbreon. Umbreon's always my favorite, and one, some yeah. of the Umbreons are on my like hunt list. Ooh, I, okay. Things I want to get, like I want to get Karen's Umbreon, which is one of those e cards from back then. But it's hard to get one that's like in a decent condition, and all yeah. the decent condition ones are super expensive. <sighs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I yeah. think I saw one on because I do a lot of like my shopping on like the Japanese sites so I got to like a lot of the Japanese shops that they have their own little websites that I that I order from or from Makari the Japanese version mm. and they're all like in like the $2,000 range $2,000 range I'm like I don't want to spend that much money <laughs> yeah oh my gosh do you you know something that I heard and and you know I've not 
interacted with any like Japanese sellers, but I know for them, because grading is kind of a thing, not really like it's, it's obviously hard to do and expensive because they have to ship it all the way to the U S but like I heard the, you know, raw Japanese cards when you buy straight from Japan tend to be more expensive just because like they know what they have. It's just not graded, but it hopefully it's at a high quality. Is that, is that the case? Like I would say like 50, 50, I think there's more, that's more of a thing that's happening now since like mm-hmm. everything kind of blew up. But prior to like all of the hoopla, they would just give it to you at the price that they think it is. They there are other they seem usually more, like nine times out of ten, they're very honest about, oh, there's a scratch here, there's a scratch here. There's not mm-hmm. like um it's not a perfect card. It's not because they, they don't use the same word that we use, of course. They don't use like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a 10 or nine. It's like, oh, it's it's like extra beautiful or stuff like that. that they would say. <laughs> um, but they're like very honest with it. So and they're almost always raw. Um, I would just, I would assume if you were to buy a graded card from Japan, it'd be super expensive. But the I've noticed like the the, the Japanese sellers are very honest with like their descriptions. So I've never actually been like screwed, and I've been buying from Japanese awesome. for a long time. Yeah, um, I kind of get screwed more on eBay sellers than I do on uh, <laughs> Japanese sellers. Oh um, man, do you yeah. do you have any eBay horror stories? Oh, so there was one I bought. Uh, uh, Mewtwo, it was a prize card from a, a tournament from like 2015. Mm, and okay. I bought it. Then at the time, it was around the time where well, I'm not sure you heard they, they were like like ice storms in Texas. You remember? It was like a oh, year ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so around that time, all the mail got messed up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Japanese seller sold me the, the thing. And every time you buy from Japanese, it takes like a while. Unless you, it always takes like about like a month or so for it. And then it's like three months passed. Nothing has happened. So I contacted the seller. Like, oh, yeah, I never got the card. Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, no, there's things going on in, in the U.S. that's messing up the mail. I was like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's really true. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think if it was the case, it'd probably affect people more in, like, the middle of the New York. Like, I'm really, at, I'm literally at the port. Like, it comes to New York and then kind of yeah. rocks and goes close. I was like, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the case. So we had to go through a whole thing with eBay because mm. they said it took too long to like say something. They kind of like, yeah, so it looked like it looked like it was, it looked scammy from eBay's point of view. I was like, but I actually never got the card. I ended up, did get, I did end up getting my money back, but I don't know if it was really worth it. It took like four months or so for me to get like $50 back. Mm. <laughs> it was It was kind of a headache. So yeah. it, after a while, it became like a principal type of thing. Because I'm not sure if he's just doing this to everybody. Yeah. And like not really taking a lot of cards. So that was for one. But for the most part, I, I'm pretty good at spotting. Like, oh, I'm not going to buy for this person. Oh, I'm not going to buy this person. I, like, I'm very diligent with reading people's feedback scores and trying to figure out if it's actually like a real complaint or if it's some, for a buyer who just got mad. They didn't like, like what they got or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, and then once I find like a person I like, I kind of stick with that person. So, yeah, yeah, I try to save those those sellers, you know, if they mm-hmm. got good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm glad you got your money though. Yeah, it's always kind of <clears throat> scary to to buy internationally because, like, for a while I was trying to buy the anime series cards, mm-hmm. and I was buying all the slabbed ones. Like, I got the Charizard and the Pikachu. Like I was trying to get a lot of Pikachus and I was just getting a variety. I'm like the surfing Pikachu with Victor and uh, the Airways Pikachu. Like I was kind of looking at those cool, like random absurd sets, like obscure sets. But especially with like the Airways cards, 
they look so pretty. I don't know why. They just look so cool. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why they're not popular. I've not heard anybody talk about them. <laughs> like nobody. And I just found them because I was just randomly looking at like old-ish, vintage-ish Pikachu, like Japanese Pikachu cards. But when I was buying all of the the cards from the anime series, so it's all, you know, clips of from the show on the card it was always from somewhere else it was always either italy or australia and it just made me nervous because they only give you a month to complain but they tell you oh but it's on the way you know give it some more time and and so i mean thank god i did end up getting the card like three months later once i had bought it but it was stuck in houston for like months and it was during that time to where you know things were getting stuck you know like packages you know like mine was at the bottom and so that's how it ended up happening you know so ended up working out but like it it was it was a little scary i mean so but i'm glad that you had most the most for the most part you know good experiences with you know buying internationally i mean honestly i think there's a lot to be said to like have that figured out (laughs) like there are whole people that you know build side hustles around having those connections and being able to you know hook it up with people in the states because that can be that can be tough you know um yeah there's there's a couple of contacts that i have that i know you might know him yes he's on he's pretty big on on instagram too his name is well his name was i'm not sure if it still is because i'm really on instagram nowadays tap moon trading i believe and he is actually like a born American that moved to Japan. Oh, so, nice. Okay. So that's kind of like his business model where he's he, 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 lucky that he can speak the language very well. So he, he, awesome. he does a lot of like the local shop hunting and then he will send it back to you. And as far as I know, it's always been like super stand up dude with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I what I used to do when I bought from the Japanese shops, because they don't usually... Mm, do international mailing. I have a like a middleman, not a middleman service. It's more like you ever heard of Tenzo? That sounds familiar. Yeah, they're like a um, it's like a almost like a like a virtual address where you can have things mailed from Japan to there, so it's still local. And then once you have enough packages or whatever, you can bundle up the whole package and then ship it to your actual uh, location. Is that what you use? <laughs> yeah, I use that all the time. And the cool thing with that is that they can kind of check for you. So once it actually arrives to the to the facility you can send them a message to like send you a picture of the thing to make sure that you didn't get scared of like that so you can kind of contact them immediately like oh no you didn't send me the right thing or whatever and if worse comes to worse you could have the people at tenzo return it like return it back to the person before it comes back to the u.s pro tip right there pro tip so (laughs) then so then you know you like hit capacity or whatever you got a certain amount of packages and you're like okay i want them and they'll ship them and you just pay that for the shipping and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff and you get it at wow that is very cool man yeah that's so pro <laughs> that's awesome it seemed a bit um, easier and then that way you can actually just deal with like the the local shops in japan because they usually have a lot of things that i guess they seem to be a bit behind with like the website stuff so they're not like they're not like internationally known so unless you are searching like Japanese Google or you know exactly where to go. You're just not going to, you're just going to miss these shops. Mm. Um, so you tend to get like better deals and stuff like that because mm. then you're not really competing with everyone over here. You're just competing yeah. with the people in Japan and Japan is 
much more than the world. <laughs> has their has their printing supply gotten better? Because I remember about a year or two ago, like people, like with with like the past maybe three or four sets, I feel like I remember seeing people like lined up outside outside of card shops trying to get cards. I think that's always been trouble. the case. I think it's always yeah. actually been the case in Japan. Like that's always been. Like Pokemon has always been big, so anytime there's a new set, it always just wraps around the block. I think the issue was is that once like Americans and stuff like that knew found out about it and found out how to just order directly from like Pokemon Center Japan, that's when they had to put in all those limits of like it turned everything into a lottery because people were botting it out and all that type of stuff, which I think is probably gonna be like that forever at this point. Like it's always gonna be a lottery before you can just order it and it'll be no problem i remember when when shiny star v came out which is like one of my more like likable like modern sets i think i, I was buying boxes for like 35 dollars like 40 dollars and then that's nothing every, every, everyone found out about it and then they started selling the boxes for like 120 140 i was like oh well, I'm glad I bought all these boxes already <laughs> before the, the price. Oh my like, goodness. Shot up. So that's always nice. That's how I feel about Fortnite cards right now. <laughs> oh, is Fortnite like the card side of it booming now? I remember you were like, I think you're the only person I've ever seen actually post Fortnite cards. Really? Oh, yeah. see, oh, that, that kind of makes me feel good in a way, like sad, but good. <laughs> <laughs> because you remembered me for like the Fortnite cards and that's cool. <laughs> like I remember I was posting Fortnite cards, like when I first started my Instagram and like no one <laughs> crickets, no one was talking about Fortnite, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, so the new set, their third set came out just recently in the past few weeks. And like, I roughly have a good idea and what the MSF, MSR, MSRPs are on these, you know, boxes Mm-hmm. But I'm not seeing them anywhere except for on eBay for like four to six times that price. And so for me, I'm just kind of getting frustrated because I'm like, I've been going to different targets. They're not even going to the targets where I first like was introduced to Fortnite. And that was part of the reason why I bought the first set that came out was because it was there. No one was buying it. Mm-hmm. Nobody was buying it every time I would look. And so, and so finally when I decided to buy them, I was like, well, no one seems to be buying it, so I'm just going to get these because they look cool. I'm going to try them out. I'm going to like them, hopefully. But yeah, like the box that you want to get, the most popular box, the mega box is what they call it. It's going for like, like initially it might have been 20 bucks the first set, and now I think it's 25 But now it's hard to find it for any lower than $65. Um, you know, <clears throat> because I don't see it at stores. Sorry? Are they getting scalped? Like, what was going on with yeah. Pokemon during the boom? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I swear to God, sometimes, like, sometimes I feel like they don't even hit the shelves. Like, <laughs> even, even like at that point, you know, it's kind of been difficult. But I mean, you know, who knows? Because I, I don't know enough to to know for sure. That's just like my conspiracy theory because I'm frustrated. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so. So that, that's been a little frustrating, but at the very least, I kind of know, like I do have some peace of mind about it because A, I think there's a bigger print supply or there's a print run, a bigger print run on them. So there's going to be more to come. There's going to be more waves. So hopefully I can get it at that lower price point. And two, I'm hoping that with that accessibility that more people get into the, get into the cards. Because I feel like there's... 
I feel like it lends itself to the Fortnite players that also like sports cards because there's no playability in sports cards and there's no playability in Fortnite cards. You're just collecting the ones that you want. Mm, you I was going to ask that if it was like a game or if it's just card collecting. It's just cards. And and honestly, they look really cool. I, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> but I'm a little biased. Yeah. 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 For so, a long time, like, oh, and like, I feel like if it got popular, I felt like it was your fault. Because literally, literally the only person I've ever seen, like, like post about that. That's awesome. About, uh, so. I'll take that blame. I'll I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. But you have, you have the Logan Paul of, of uh, Fortnite of cards. Fortnite. <laughs> That's great. But you know, there's there's been a lot of bigger Pokemon accounts over the past year and a half that I've been seeing, you know, post about the Fortnite cards, which you know, I'm cool. I'm cool with. I mean, obviously, there's nothing like if I did wasn't. There would be nothing I could do about it, but it is kind of cool to see it kind of penetrate because I mean, I don't know, like I'm one of those people that literally collects everything like comics and baseball and magic. I mean, we haven't even talked about like magic or flesh and blood. Like, are you collecting those things still? <laughs> like, like, cause you, no, you, were saying you play magic. So <clears throat> yeah, I think once I started getting into Pokemon, I kind of stopped playing magic around that time. So whatever cards I had at the time are the same cards I still have now. Oh, uh, okay. They're in a binder in a box somewhere. Uh, <laughs> what uh, um, what set do you do you remember? The only set that I remember was like a joke set. It was it used to I think it was called Cracked. It was like a bunch of jokes that they you couldn't play them, but they had like ridiculous like silly effects, and like the logo was like a cracked egg on the, oh. as, as the as the logo set yeah and that's the one that's set that cool. i remember specifically because they even looked mm-hmm. different like the, the borders were like silver and um i guess like the rare version and then they had like a gold border so it did, they just looked different from all the other cards that I had at the time um, oh yeah it was just not very good in the game like i was just like <laughs> this stupid effect in it yeah. was just kind of like cool art to look at yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah, so would... so what? oh i was gonna say so you don't collect them anymore at all not mm-hmm. even the newer mm-hmm. sets? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really was, like, a collector of Magic. I literally just pl- only played the game. And I got introduced to it at, like, a summer camp that w- I went to. And they taught me how to play because everyone was playing Magic at the time. I was like, I don't know what everybody's doing. I want to, like, kind of, like, fit in with everybody, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they taught me how to play. And then I bought those cards. And then I moved quickly over to Yu-Gi-Oh! And I collected that for a bit. And then I started collecting Pokemon. That's around awesome. That time. Yeah, and then Pokemon kind of stuff. And then I got to a point where I just wasn't collecting anything. I was just like living life. And then I just like held on to the cards. I, luckily for me that I did. Because even when I went to, went to college and like traveled a little bit, I would just, it would just be with me. Like I mm-hmm. never left it at my parents' house for them to throw it out or anything like that. So Yeah. It could you know, get accidentally thrown out or sold. And that's probably yeah. what happened hopefully, to me. But <laughs> I would hopefully, hopefully think my dad would. Come. When my dad was younger, he used to collect comic books. And oh, cool. uh, he lost all his comic books in like a house fire. Like they all got like destroyed, all of them. And That's the worst. Pretty upset to, it to this day, still. Every time he thinks about it, he's trying oh. not to think about it, of course. But, <laughs> uh, so he ha- he he understands like the collecting bug, you know. He knows. Yeah. So then, so then, do you still not collect anything else? Just just Pokemon? That's awesome. It. Which I kind of like slowly do now. It's not like a like a thing like oh i'm gonna do this every week or type of things like oh i'll check like oh well don't like the prices i'll just come back another time or stuff like mm-hmm. that or I'll, I'll try to keep up with the news and see what new stuff to come out if it's anything that i'm like interested in mm-hmm. um i think the last one i was like super into was the the heroes one i was gonna ask because you mentioned umbreon 
Yeah, and I have that Umbreon. The I have the VMAX one. Got lucky. Fancy. You pulled it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it always feels better when you pull it. Got that's lucky. the one. Oh, man, that's yeah. a good grade, too. Yeah. Nice. I'm wondering, I don't know if you heard about all, like, oh, do you go to the CGC forums? I'm always, like, on the CGC forums all the time. No, not that that much, unless I'm, like, trying to look for updates on the on the pop reports, which I know some just came out. But we haven't seen it for Pokemon yet, I think. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, like the talk of the forums are. Mm-hmm. People think there's like a conspiracy that when CGC first came out, they were like giving out like no 10. Like it was super, super difficult to get like a 10, yet let alone a perfect 10, just a, a 10 at all. And yeah. then apparently most recently, people are getting 10s left and right. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the like the regulars there think that CGC is pumping the numbers before they release the pop report because they think people are going to like lose their shit saying like, oh, there's only one 10 in the world and it's like a thousand nine point five. So yeah, it's 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 like big conspiracy theory on the forums. I'm not sure if I believe that. I'm not that sure. That is so I'm, funny. Yeah, I'm not sure if that like I get it, but I feel like a lot of people who are saying that are like people are kind of jaded and like they didn't get the grade that they wanted. So they're like saying that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't see why they would do that. Because CGC is like, huge in comic books. So I don't know why they would ruin their reputation or anything like that for Pokemon cards. But yeah, like the business is sense. big. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't quite understand that. But apparently, the proper report, it, it, it's, it's, it, the last I checked, it was supposed to come out at the end of March, and we're in the beginning of April, and I haven't oh. checked in like a week. So they did say that they updated the website. They have like their own domain now. So there's a cgccards.com. Uh, it's separate from CGC Comics, yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess they're moving towards that. So hopefully soon. We'll see. I don't know. Definitely been waiting at PowerPoint for like a year and a half now. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So like this is probably the most important question I'm going to ask you. So all the grading card companies rank their websites best to worst. Oh, best to worst? Yeah. That's easy. <clears throat> it's, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely CGC, PSA, and then B- BGS. I Hate BGS is grading. pure trash. Oh like, my! Oh. So, in addition to collecting all those cards, I used to collect sports cards. And there's one card that I, one sports card that I've caught the collected that is worth anything to me at all. And I got a, a autographed Kobe card with uh with a piece of his jersey in like in the card. And there were only a hundred of these ever made at all. And I happened to get one of them. And I sent that off to to BGS to get graded, and there's like no communication at all. It's almost like I threw it's it's like I threw the card into like a dark alley, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. It was like it's no exactly what you thought it was. <laughs> like it's no, that's so not it good. It took so long to to like at the time. I'm pretty sure it's better now, but at the time they didn't really have like an online form, but they did have an mm-hmm. online form. You had to get there, get through there through like. A series of links to find it. Otherwise, you have to do yeah. the, the paper one. So I finally found like where it was to fill it out. Once I filled it out, there was no way for me to check on the status of it. So I have no idea. Did it get there? Did it? <laughs> did they open it? Mm-hmm. Is it coming back? It was. It was like a like a two month process. Oh, and I, I think I got to the point where I had to call. Them. I was like, you know what? I said, just send me my card back. I, I I don't even want to deal with it anymore. And yeah. then at that point, they escalated it. 
I got to send that message. And they said, okay, we, we, got, we got your car, blah, 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 blah. He said, uh, if we send it to you now, we can't do any subgrades, but we can get it back out to you. I said, yeah, please, sure. And they got yeah. it to me. So I'm like, so we, okay. were you just sitting on the card before? Like, clearly you had it. It wasn't until I complained that they said something about it. But yeah, their website is complete trash. I do like their pop report, though. Their pop report is decent. But I think PSA probably has the best pop report. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. It's yeah. definitely got the better one. But, I mean, like, so what did that card end up grading? I think about 8.5. 8.5 on that card, which isn't bad. Because I think the highest graded one of all of the, well, I guess just PSA and BGS, mm-hmm. um, I think it was a 9. And oh. that, there's only one of those. The last time I checked, there were only 9 graded. Like ever and throughout across both of the companies. Oh wow! Um, so there's still 91 out there somewhere, and I've seen some of the ungraded ones go go through on eBay. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them selling from like Singapore and like the Philippines and other places like these. Um, I'm not sure if basketball basketball is big out there or if they just like Kobe, um, mm-hmm. but I always always see them sell from there to someplace else, and they sell for quite a bit. I feel like it should be worth way more for it to be one is Kobe. One, it's autographed, and there's only a hundred ever made. Not knowing, there's no guarantee that they're all hundred are still in the world at this at this point in time. And I think the last one I saw sold um, ungraded was like three thousand dollars or something like that. Holy crap! Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. That's like in my head, I'm like easy a thousand, but three thousand. Yeah, for the ungraded is it, ones. Is it a computer auto or is it his? Um, like, I think for real, for real. I think it was his for real, for real. But then they copy his 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 autograph and they put him on all the cards. Mm, so, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. it wasn't like 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 signed by him, like like person. he sat there. Yeah, yeah. Boo. That that'd be think, even cooler because that would make sense of the conditions too. You know. Yeah. But but I mean it's I feel. A cool card. Oh, I'm sure it's dope, and and like you know the thing with sports cards too is that you notice they they seem to be more delicate like whenever i open up baseball packs or i get you know baseball cards like they just seem so much more delicate the edges the corners yes um, very much so like this card i think this card is particularly because that like it has a part of his jersey in it so it's a much thicker card so the card itself is like very soft so it's like kind of pliable, but you get you can like push real hard, you can get your fingerprint indent in it. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a, like a much softer card. And the fact that I got that card graded when I started grading all the other cards two mm-hmm. years ago. So and I got 8.5, and that was stored the same way in that crappy binder with like that would if I held it upside down, all the cards would fall out, all that type of stuff. And that's still happening at 8.5. Oh so, man. That was kind of that's a good grade. Yeah. So I'm always wondering, like, what would it have been if I would have graded back when I got it? Like, yeah, yeah. That card's from like 2000. And, it's from the 2000 2001 season. When when did he start playing? When did he start playing? He, play? he started playing way, way before that, like 96, 97 ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking the 90s because I think Jordan was still playing. Like he played a year or two into yeah, his think, early career, right? Yeah, and then I think they played again when he came back. For when he played with Wizards. Oh, when he played with the Wizards, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, gotcha. We don't, we don't count those. Yeah. Don't like a, <laughs> we the dark, don't. The dark we really don't. And, and it also kind of feels like a betrayal, too. Because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan. I, I'm from the Chicago area. I was watching when they were playing against the, you know, Utah Jazz. And 
oh man those games are so stressful (laughs) so stressful oh my god but those were great games to watch yeah Yeah, i definitely miss old nba the game much it was more exciting for me at the time Mm -hmm. than it is like kind of watching these games all the super teams so i mean you know and the first thing that i was thinking of too is like this new i mean i guess it's not really new but like the exaggeration like the, oh, like to the get the foul and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like we all yeah, saw before, that we, we have yeah. it on video <laughs> yeah before you <laughs> fell down you really got hit <laughs> like, it's, like, yeah the dramatic oh gosh flopping so hard i'm i don't even i don't know when it started but i just i don't remember it when i was watching you know scotty and you know um dennis Rodman and you know, i yeah, mean the, the game was way tough I really think it started when LeBron kind of like got big in the league. I think that's oh, really? when he kind of started. Yeah. Mm. But, He's good know. too. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't like shit on any of their talents. It's just a different game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know whether or not I sound like I watch a lot of basketball because I really don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't, but you know, seeing those seeing those players, like it would have been, it would have been really nice. I I've never gone to a single Bulls game ever in my mm-hmm. life, which is sad. But I've also never seen you know Michael Jordan or or Kobe or LeBron play like for real live. I think I might have gone to like one Thunder game, but you know, even if you're not super into sports, there are certain certain people or certain moments that you kind of want to just be able to say that you had like a memory of watching them play, you know? Yeah. I feel like Kobe is one of those players. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, sports are great, but so are Pokemon cards. But, but, you know, I, I feel like we're really similar to when we collect from the perspective of like, you want to kind of keep everything. I mean, do you have the problem with like, do you ever find yourself in a situation where you're like, Oh, I got to find something to sell (laughs) or like having trouble, like looking through your cards and finding things that you want to get rid of. Do you know what I mean? I know know exactly what you mean, but I do not have that problem because I already know the things that I don't want. Like I I have like a, almost like a separate case of the things that I know for sure, like like these of Evermind, like the Pokecune mm-hmm. set, all the Mewtwo's, the mm-hmm. old art stuff like that. That's all separate. Everything else, I'm like, it's all up for grabs. I really don't it's nice that it's here, but like I don't necessarily need them. So I'd most likely sell those and then that's like what I do. I actually sell those and then once I have enough money, I get the card that I actually want. Because they kind of just take up space at this point. Uh, yeah. 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 The ones that I don't want. I definitely do have like a a crap ton of like just random cards like from back time back when i was a kid just i have like a bunch of like the first dragon ball z cards i have i just like dragon ball z it's like oh they sell dragon ball z cards i just bought those I had no idea what to do with those so i just stored them i have like old baseball cards from my dad's time that i don't know any oh, of these cool. cards, but i just feels weird throwing them away so i'm like i'll just hold on to these too so i have like oh, a no. full of, like, i'm like yeah. a binder full of just like miscellaneous things that i have Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with like when I rip open the packs and I have all this bulk I'm like, I don't know what to do with this bulk it feels weird just throwing it away so I just yeah. have them in boxes just stored so yeah, yeah. Well, a bit of a wording problem but as far as like the cards <laughs> that are graded mm-hmm. um, I, that those are set aside for to sell whatever they actually sell like I'm not in any kind of rush 
Yeah. They can go whenever they want to. Yeah. And usually a lot of them are like a lot of duplicates. Like I have like a crap ton of amazing rares of all the cards. Like mm-hmm. a lot of each. Like like 50 or so of each one. So I've just slowly been selling them off. Because mm-hmm. I actually like I actually like that style. They just, I don't know, Pokemon said, okay, we're going to make these then just never made them again. Because I, <clears throat> I was assuming that they were going to make like a Mew and a Mewtwo version of it because they were always like legendary Pokemon that were on the amazing yeah. rares. It's like, oh, I can't wait. They're working their way up to they're Mewtwo. They're working on Mew. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they just, they kind of just stopped doing it all together. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that kind of makes me a little sad. And this is a Japanese set still? I don't know. Um, no, they have, um, I have mostly Japanese, of course, but they were in, they were definitely in, there was some in Vivid Voltage. Oh, um, okay. I forgot the other American. Oh, and whatever the, the American version of Shiny Star V was, uh, Shiny Fates. They were something Shiny Fates as well. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think there was like a Russian Ram in there and uh, Eveltal. There's a couple of other ones. But it was like part of a Pokemon era that I was not a part of. Uh, the, mo- the one I mostly know was like first and second gen, but those were like my main ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all the other Pokemon, like, I don't know who these Pokemon are, but they look cool. So. Yeah, like I remember Ralts and Hondoon, like these newer generation ones, but I'm with you. I don't I don't know <laughs> the different I don't know the different regions. And it's not that I look down on them, but I just ugh, they just don't Yeah, it wasn't your error. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean how how are you feeling about like the newer sets in general? I mean, because I know what you were saying is that, you know, the only cards that that you've been really enjoying are the alt arts, but like do you think these like last three, maybe four sets that have been coming out, do you think that they'll really hold their own? Like, oh, um, new- that's hard to say. I feel like they're not targeting me anymore. It's mostly about these, like, I guess, newer collectors and the younger generation coming up. Like, these are this is kind of for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't feel anything at all about them. To be honest, <laughs> uh, awesome. I really, yeah, like I really wish they would make like a, a different, like another hidden fates kind of set where it's just all Gen One, Gen Two. Like, oh, this oh, is, that'd be cool. I just, just like that. Yeah, yeah just like a specialty set, kind of like the, what kind of what collections was. Collection was just like a bunch of old reprinted vintage cards, mm-hmm. uh, which was nice to have. But I just they also they're releasing a lot of cards. I, I, I feel like back when when I was younger, the sets didn't come out as frequent as they do now. Yeah, um, that's for sure. So there's like once you're like in the middle of collecting one set, especially the American sets, like the US sets, once you start the, the sets are so huge, they're like 300 cards, but then there's like 60 secret rare cards. Like there's too many cards in these sets. So by the time you like 25% into the set, the next one has come out. That's another 400 cards. I'm with you it's on that. Big. So it seems like a lot. It it's a lot. And honestly, I see the same thing in magic too, because like the Crimson Bow sets came out, like the vampire cards came out and there were like 200, 300 cards. And there was like a little set within the set that you would collect that you could get in the regular packs and the collector packs. And then the same thing with the new Kamigawa set that came out. I don't remember the numbers, but I could have swore it said something like 270. And then it had like a little set within it. And I'm just like, holy shit, I cannot collect all these cards. I need to find the ones that are like... Or like the ones that I like, and I mean even, and even with the uh, Strixhaven, Strixhaven was a huge set, and then they had this like little mini set where you had all these Japanese alt arts, which were really cool. Like, 
had no idea what they said, but they had this very like this very like old traditional like Japanese art style to them, which I found really interesting, which was cool. But yeah, like man, sets in general are huge. I wish I could compare it to Flesh and Blood because I can't remember how big those sets are. Uh, I, I don't know about Metazoo. I doubt they're nearly that that as big as that. And Metazoo's kind of just starting off, so. I wouldn't make. I think it would make sense if they just flooded the market with a bunch of cards. I really think that it's hard to tell what they're targeting. I'm pretty sure Pokemon is targeting like players, people who are playing the game. So mm-hmm. I think when having a a big large set kind of makes sense, so that you could have you could build your different strategies stuff like this. So no one's all playing the same deck, which probably people are end up playing the same deck anyway once they find out what the most optimal thing is. Right. But as far like from a collector standpoint, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't see it. Aside from just collecting just like secret rares, I feel like that's probably the most difficult thing to get. But you have to buy so much to get it. There's another reason why I like the Japanese sets. They're a lot smaller and focused. So you can kind of pick and choose which sets you actually want to go for if you're just collecting. So I think the, the, the usually the, the English sets are like three or four Japanese sets mashed together. I've heard, I've heard. Yes, I've heard that from others as well. That's a really good point. And, you know, sometimes, too, you kind of think, like, you know, like, naturally, you would assume that it would just be the same set, but just in the different languages. I mean, because that's what we see with the older sets, but no, it's designed differently. And And it makes sense because, you know, to your point, what you were saying about the different markets, like, you know, these are different markets that have to be treated differently. So... You know who who are you gonna prioritize or who who buys your cards more scalpers? But anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Only half kidding, but yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like even with like the like the OG Pokemon sets, like base set and jungle and stuff like that. Even those sets are different from English to Japanese. Oh really? So they 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 up the number count for the English ones. So I don't know if you remember, like the, in the English version, there would be. A rare version, like a non-hollow version of the card, and then a hollow version mm, of that card. That's right. That's true. And in in the Japanese sets, those those don't exist. It's just if it's a rare card, it's a hollow. There aren't yeah. any non-hollow versions of those hollow cards. So it seemed like that was just the offset. There was an actual reason for that, which I don't remember. Something to do with like printing, or like they had to make sure they had got the most amount of cards for their money or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it made sense why they did it back then. Like, yeah, like the English sets now, they seem to just they just kind of just piggyback. Pick, piggybacking off of the Japanese sets and just like there's no like cohesion with the sets they like have nothing to do with one another they're just a bunch of cards just mashed together <clears throat> at least with yeah. the Japanese sets there's like a theme like Eevee Heroes yes. was, just, was literally just the Eevee cards that was it and the whole set was like 70 cards it was very small and then I think in the I forgot what set that came out in English what it was called but it was like Eevee Heroes, and then the okay. the Eevee Hero set, the the set with the dragons, and then I think part of one of the older sets all mashed it together, and that was Evolving Skies for you. Here you go. So like, ah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I think there is something to be said with having a a theme um, in a set because that's kind of what you expect, or at least I mean, I guess I can only speak for myself. That's what I would expect. I mean, mm-hmm. because. You know, even like kind of going back to magic, each set for the most part is like a different, you know, region. It's a different verse. Like, so you're getting cards from that area, like in a strad. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, vampires and werewolves, you know, in that plane. And then, you know, now with Kamigawa, like 
Kamigawa, like that plane and those, you know, um, you know, planes, walkers and things like that, like mm-hmm. from that set, telling that story, which I always appreciated, even though that set is big, those sets are big. I always appreciated the theme though. Cause it was, you know, those characters, those people like flavor text still telling a story. And then I think on their website, they also do like little side stories and stuff like that, which it'll be really cool if they start coming out with like content like actual media i would love to see media because i've like i've said this a few times and i can't say it enough but i feel like i'm overhyping it or i'm scared to overhype it but i've never played league of legends and i fell in love with arcane that show (laughs) i will never play that game because it's just like not my style it's not my Mm. style but anything legal uh, arcane i'm gonna get you know i unfortunately made the mistake of missing the secret layer that came out for arcane mm-hmm. and it's a, a secret episode or no it, it's so what what magic does now or recently they've been doing these sets called secret layers and what it is is they print a demand so you have a window of time where you can order however much of it you want. It's like a, it's a very, very small set. It's like five or six cards, you know, and sometimes they do special stuff. Like when they talk about their numbered cards and you heard about like magic number cards coming out, they'll Mm -hmm. randomly put them into like secret layers. So this is like a specialty thing. It has different variations, you know, different price points, but they Mm -hmm. print a demand. So everyone gets one if you want it. Exactly. So you know, you'll see that they, this is where they're doing crossovers. Like they did a Street Fighter one. They did an Arcane League of Legends. And then they're going to do a Fortnite one. I don't know which when that one comes out, but I do want to get that. So it's it's really interesting seeing all these different brands mix in and literally come into the universe of Magic the Gathering, which makes so much sense, right? Because Magic the Gathering is a multiverse and it's always been a multiverse. <laughs> like always has been, it's, I mean, and so, so a brand like Fortnite is is really interesting too because it is also multiverse. You know, a multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> so so you could see, you know, the crossover on that perspective. And then so you can bring people back and forth. And I mean, I know Fortnite is wanting to, I mean, they are investing in building a media company around their brand, which I think they need to do. You know, I need to see more arcane too. I know <laughs> it was it wasn't Riot Games that made it, you know, it was Fortiche, the studio, but like I need season two, but I can wait because I know season one <laughs> took six years. But it would be really interesting to see that with like Magic the Gathering sets to me. Because like they did these little, like with the reason sets that came out, they did like these little, like little, you know, like how Kotor and Swotor did these like little cinematic like animations. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen that. Mm-mm. No. So so like like Knights of the Old Republic and um these these mmos these mmorpg games mm-hmm. with the story within those those video games they they put together these really lovely cinematic oh like, yes yes okay okay so so and those are excellent those are great those are fantastic yes. i want more of them always more no less more and so i want to see that from magic i have no idea how i got onto this tangent but it would be was, very interesting. To see. I was always interested in like I was like before because I I started playing WoW like around Burning Crusade time, <clears throat> but I was a fan of WoW up to the point because they every single expansion they would come up with that that 
five minute cinematic of like what's going yes, on. Yes, they do that too. Yeah. Okay. And I was like um a big fan of like so before I started programming, I was very much into animation. And I was a big fan of the studio that made the cinematics for those. What you call it? So I would always follow all of them. I was like, oh yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't know that they did that for for anything else except for wow. I didn't know that they did that for like any other property. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see is Wow made by Activision Blizzard? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. It is okay. Cause sometimes I get like my big companies confused, but yeah, okay. Watsy is Hasbro. And wow, is Activision Blizzard. Sometimes I get that mixed up, like from a media perspective. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they are kind of similar in a lot of ways. But I would, I would love to see, like, I would love to see a magic RPG. Like, I, I think it could do really well as a video game because you have your different characters you can pick, and they're planeswalkers. They got to be right. Mm-hmm. They got to be planeswalkers, and it's such a rich story. There's so many, like, there's so many different stories that can be told within this whole, you know, universe that they created. Universe, they need yeah. to get up on it. They need to do it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're leaving dollars on the table by not doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would definitely be. They cool. do. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Like, I was like super into Arcane, and I and I don't I don't know anything about League at all. Mm, like, it's, I'm so far removed. And I was like so into that game. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was a much. It was a way, a way better experience for people who understood like all the all the Easter eggs and whatever was going on in the background. So they're like, oh, that's that person. That's that person. That's that person. But Arcane was great. I can't wait for season two. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Yeah. Let's Hopefully go. In the next two years. <laughs> So yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's sometime soon. But I don't want to, you know, pressure people. I want them to do a good job because if season two sucks, I am going to lose it. I'm gonna. Yeah, they have it. a lot to. They have a lot to kind of live up to. It's a lot. They they really do. But yeah, yeah. That 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 was a really good one. <laughs>